Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you as you grow your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Grab your notebook and a pen as we get right into the message. All right, well, a few minutes ago, I asked you a very simple question. I said, how many of you have had a long week? I know for me, it was Tuesday. I was already thinking it was Wednesday. You know, I, I sent out a, actually, I already, yeah, I thought it was Wednesday. I sent out a message to a group of people I was meeting with Thursday night. This is Tuesday. I sent a text and I said, hey guys, I can't wait to see you tomorrow night. It's going to be a great meeting to see you at seven o'clock. And somebody texted back and said, isn't the meeting on Thursday? I said, yes, it is. They said, today's Tuesday. And I went, yes, it is. <laughs> we have those times in life when we're just so busy. We crowd our schedule with so much stuff. We invest our time in so many things. We're working hard. But what we fail to realize is the Bible tells us there's got to be a time for rest. Now, I'm going to be completely transparent with you this morning. This has been something that's taken me years to figure out. And quite honestly, I'm still not the best at this, but I'm learning. Can we learn together this morning? You know, sometimes I I work on a message, and as I'm working on this message, I feel like God is having me do this message, not because you need to hear it, but because I need to hear it. So today, would you just take a moment and let me hear what I need to hear? And if it applies to your life, let it sink in as well. But today we're going to talk about the topic, Take Time to rest. Right now we're in a series of the book of Hebrews, and I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying this study. I'm enjoying diving into the depths and the richness of this book in the Bible, discovering what it means for us to move beyond the what of Christianity. Move beyond just the title of Christianity. Move beyond what's over the doorfront of the church of Christianity. And move to this place of allowing it to be personified in my life. Moving into the who of what Christ has called me to be. We've discovered that our walk with Christ has got to be more than just a religious event. It's more than just punching a time card on a Sunday morning. It's more than singing a song or reading a Bible or, or saying a prayer, but it's a relationship. It's an endeavor. It's a journey, a daily procedure of moving closer and closer and closer to our Savior. In fact, the Bible tells us, one of my favorite scriptures says this, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. Jesus is speaking. He says, just come close to me and and I'll come close to you. So what this tells me is that you and I, come on, listen to this, you and I get to determine how close we are to Jesus. Oh, come on, let me, let me say that one more time, because apparently my microphone, I think my microphone cut out because people didn't hear me. Let me try that one more time. You and I get the opportunity to decide how close we are to Jesus. Now, the problem that we have is this. Sometimes we get lazy. Oh, not lazy in life, because we're busy in life. We're consumed with stuff in life. Our calendar is is filled in life, but we get lazy in our walk with Christ, and we revert back to the what. I'm a 
Christian because I go to church. Did you know that you can come to church every single week and not have a life change whatsoever? I shared with you a while back, I could hang out at McDonald's every day long, but that doesn't make me a Happy Meal. I mean, it's 2023, I could identify to that if I wanted to, but I'd be a few fries short, I think. We get to choose how close we are to Jesus Christ. And here, what we want to talk about today is how do we find the time to really focus in, to allow our lives to to rest in this moment of just hanging out in the presence of God. The Bible says to be still and know that he is God. I don't know when the last time was that we were just still, just resting. Many of you, I know what happens when you sit down If you're my age or beyond, what happens when you sit down is you do this. Right? When is the last time that you watched an entire movie? Now, younger folk, you have no idea. You have no idea. It hits different when you get into your 40s and beyond, right? Come on. Somebody help me out. I was... I came in a while back, and I had a, a late night, and I was flying in from North Dakota, and we didn't get in until like 1.15 or so in the morning, and I wanted to be in the office the next morning, so I came in the next morning. I was talking with some of the young staff, 29-year-old, and, and she said, what time did you get home? And I said, oh, about 1.15. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought you were going to say it was 2 or 3, so 1.15 is not too bad. I said, girl, let me tell you, there comes a point in time in life when it hits different. Come on, anybody else understand what I mean? It hits just a little bit different. So today, I want to talk about this idea of rest and finding that moment of just being still in the presence of God. Our text today is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 11, and it says this. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. Come on, look at this. There's a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from, his, from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best. Come on, there's action there. Let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Now, let me ask you a question. If I told you this morning that somewhere in this building are tickets that everyone can grab a hold of and you could take that ticket and you would experience an all-expense paid vacation to wherever you wanted to go, all you had to do was relax and rest and enjoy your time, would you be interested in the tickets? Apparently not. Let me move on. (laughs) Page two. No, but suppose that I hid these tickets in the room so well that by your own efforts, you could not find them. But knowing that in your own ability you could never achieve these tickets, what if I told you that I would make available to you a map that would lead you to those tickets? 
My question would be, would you want the map? My follow-up question would be this. Would you read the map? Okay, hold on to this. Here's what I want you to understand. There is a special rest available for every single one of us today. In our own attempts, this walk with Christ is not possible. In our own efforts, it cannot be achieved. Yet Jesus made a way for you and I today. In fact, he gave us the map. I wonder, are we guilty of not following the map and not really receiving what he has for us? You see, his rest is readily available to every one of us. The question is, will we receive it or are we satisfied where we currently are in the midst of the busyness of life? Today, I want to share with you this topic that I believe every one of us need to grab a hold of. Paul says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, so there is a special rest still waiting. The word rest here is used more in this chapter than in any other chapter. He mentions it repeatedly over and over and over again because he wants to make sure that you and I, the, the reader, the one that's following the road map, truly grasp the importance of this word. This rest is yours. This rest is mine for the taking. But it's going to require some effort. It can't be entered into unless we intentionally follow the map that God's provided. Again, the writer says a special rest is waiting for the people of God. This rest that's available for us is not a rest of inaction, but it's a rest of action. How do I know that? Well, Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Did you see the action? Jesus says, come to me. That means there's some, some steps that we've got to take. We've got to willfully move forward in this relationship. Action must be taken. But in the end, he says, if you'll come to me, bring your burdens, bring your difficulties. Whatever's weighing you down in your life, if you'll just come to me, just bring that to me. In exchange all of that, I'm going to give you rest. In these two sections of Scripture, we find this word rest repeated over and over. But three different forms of this word rest 
are used. And I think it's important that we grasp the difference between each one. So if you would, if you will allow me just to nerd out just for a moment and go back to the original language on these words to help us understand, because sometimes in the English language, we can hear the word rest, rest, and rest, and we think it means what? Rest, rest, and rest. We don't really dig in any deeper, but in the original language here, we discover some depth to this word. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, the word sabbatismos, sabbatismos is used. And here, the word rest literally means the blessed rest. I don't know about you, but I would rather my rest be more than just a 15-minute power nap. I'd rather my rest be a blessed rest, a rest from toils and troubles looked for in the age to come by the true worshipers of God and true Christians come to me. God wants to give you rest. One verse later in verse 10, the word that is used literally means a putting to rest or a resting place. Now we have an establishment, a place where we can hang out Be still and know that I am God. To rest in his presence. Matthew 11, 28, which we just read, Come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. This word is anapau. It literally means to cause or permit one to cease from any movements or labor in order to recover and collect his strength. Come to me, all you who are burdened, carrying heavy laden, and I will permit you. I will cause you to come to this place where there's a ceasing of movement. Why? So that you can recover your strength. So you can rebuild and collect your strength. These three distinct definitions Would you allow them to sink in today as we process through this idea of rest? We're at a time in our nation where we're busier than ever before. Most households, husband and wife, are working a full-time job. We're buying more stuff, investing in more things, we're having more expense, we're spending more. Americans, by tradition, spend 1% more than we make We're stressed out emotionally. We're strapped financially. I want you to know we need this place of rest. And then I look at our students, and it appears to me that the students of today are involved in more activities, more extracurricular activities in one year than many of us experienced our entire school career. There's never an ending to the chaos. In fact, there's moments, there's months that you look at the calendar and you say, there's not an open night all month long. I actually put something on my calendar just a couple of days ago. Somebody needed to schedule something and I opened my calendar up and this is for about six months down the road. The entire month is packed, not, not a single day open except the day that they needed time. And I said, you're in luck. I'm free that day. 
Not anymore, but I was. Today, for the next few moments, I want to share with you five secrets to truly resting. Why do I say they're secrets? Because they're in the manual. Without opening up the roadmap of life, we will quickly miss what God is trying to tell us. Let me tell you five secrets. Number one is this. We rest by obeying. We rest by obeying. Hebrews 4.1, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fears that some of you might fail to experience it. Now, if we go back to our key word today, this word rest, and we begin to look at the meaning, the author begins this verse with one of the definitions, katapausis, literally meaning putting to rest or a resting place. The author is warning the reader not to miss the mark, to be careful not to sidestep this idea of rest. So how do we apply that to our lives today, even in a series that we're titling, not what, but who? As I began to look at this idea of the need of a rest, and as I began to process through this great book of the Bible, I discovered this rest isn't just a place to go, but a person to become. Come on, let me say that again. The rest that God's called us to is not just a place to go. It's not I'm on a journey and eventually I'll find a place of rest. Eventually I'll settle in. I don't know where it is, but sooner than later I'm going to find this place of rest. It's hiding around here someplace, but if I keep looking, it's going to be there. But what I've discovered is as as we apply the word of God, as we come to him and we lay down those burdens and we lay down those struggles and we draw close to his presence, the moment we come into him, his presence, he fills us, come on, he fills us with his rest. It's not a place to arrive at, it's a person to become. But here's the problem. If we are super honest this morning with ourselves and honestly with one another, we don't just fail to follow the map to rest we don't even ask for the map. We're satisfied just with the chaos. Oh, we don't like it. We complain about it. We moan and groan and gripe about it. But it's what we know. It's what we do. We'll excuse it by saying this. It's just a busy season. Have you ever said that before? Just me? Okay. I say it's just a busy season. Somehow that gives me a little bit of hope because in my mind, if it's a season, then sooner than later, the season's gonna change. But the problem is I never allow myself to come to the place of the season changing in my life. So I continue the chaos day in and day out, over and over, same day, repeating as yesterday. But God said if you'll just rest, If you'll just come to me, all that are burdened, all that are carrying heavy laden, all heavy burdens, I will give you the rest. And here our author is warning us 
He says this in verse 2, For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who were listening. They weren't united in faith. In other words, the reason why it wasn't productive in their life, the reason why they didn't receive the rest in their life is because they were disobedient. How does obeying give me rest? Well, when we fail to rest, we find ourselves running at a pace and in a direction that is in direct opposition to the way that God designed our lives to function. You were created for the need of rest. Even God rested. So, so why do we try to do things that God himself needed? Why do we try to avoid things that God himself needed? The Bible says after he created the world, what did he do? He rested. Thank you, Stephen. Come on, let me say that again. After God created the world, what did he do? He He rested. Yet for some reason or another, we just think, well, i got to keep going. i got to keep going. I've got to keep pressing forward. So rather than taking a moment to rest in the presence of God, rather than allowing all that he is to consume us with his peace and his comfort in that moment, we just keep going and going and going and we burn the candle at both ends and when we get to the end of the candle, rather than stopping, we ask for more wax, thinking somehow that's going to fix the problem. Our rest begins when we learn to lean into the presence of God, our creator, our Savior. It's in stepping into the place of obedience and resting with God. The second secret is this. We rest by ceasing. We rest by ceasing. Verse 9 through 11 says it this way. There remains then, come on, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest, whose rest? God's rest, not my rest, not, not your rest, but God's rest. All those that enter into God's rest also rest from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest. Come on, there's that action again. It's not going to happen by happenstance. It's not going to occur by accident. There's a rest that's waiting for you. There's a rest, which is God's rest, that is available to you and to me today. And it's available if and only if we will take the steps needed to pursue that rest to settle into it. Come on, let me move on. This is good stuff. When did God rest? We just talked about that. On the seventh day, he created the world. He rested. This means that he ceased to do work for a time of rest. In this Sabbath rest, that's what we're talking about here, God took the time to enjoy and appreciate all that he had done. Now, when we allow our bodies, our emotions, our schedules, our budgets to get overloaded, we don't stop and take the time to appreciate 
what's moving and going on around us. Everything seems to be vital. Everything seems to be urgent. So we focus in on the urgent rather than really looking into the importance. Come on, look at that. We focus in on the urgent rather than on the importance. Let me talk to the young parents for a moment. Your kids are going to grow up fast. My baby girl's 21 years old. I know, I don't look, you thought I was 21. Thank you so much, appreciate that. Um, but my baby is 21. My son is now married, Whew. working a full-time job, living the real world life, adult life. If I could, I would love to have a few moments back when they were little. See, in those times, we're busy. We got things going on. Other things seem to be urgent. I've got to take care of this. I've got to take care of that. I've got to take care of this and, and this over here. But truth be told, what's really important? You've got to raise your kids. We live in a culture right now, it's too easy to let a screen raise our kids. Come on. It's too easy to let TV raise our kids. It's too easy to let a game system raise our kids. It's too easy to allow the schools to raise our kids. Come on. If we want our kids, the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart. Now, now that's not a promise. That's a proverb. But there's action in this as well. Train up. It doesn't just say, you know, give them a screen. But it's lead by example. It's take the time to invest in the life. It's to realize that they're the important thing in the household right now. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart. Let me move on. Secret number three, we rest by receiving. We rest by receiving. Hebrews chapter four, verse 10 says it this way. For all who have entered into God's rest, there it is again, not my rest, not your rest, but God's rest, have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. Look at what it says. Whoever receives will rest. But look closely at this. The rest that we're entering into, the rest that we are receiving is not our own. It's God's rest that is offered to us. He says, I've got something for you. I've got a rest that you need in your life if you'll just receive it. It's a resting place that is offered to us. And then we look in Psalm chapter 37, verse 7, and it says this, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. How's that possible? In the midst of the busyness, in the midst of the chaos of life, how do we take the time to truly be still and rest in the presence of the Lord? Church, listen carefully. You must learn to be still, to be silent. There's things that God wants to speak to your life that I can't speak into you, that your spouse can't speak into you. That someone else can't speak into you. There's got to be moments. Well, pastor, how do I do that? You've got to be still long enough to hear. There's going to be moments where you need to sit back and say, Lord, 
I don't know what to do in this situation. What do you want me to do? And then just wait on him. The Bible says that we lack wisdom if we don't have understanding, don't know what to do. All we have to do is ask, and God generously, out of his abundance, will pour upon us the wisdom that we need. Just rest in the Lord. Allow him to speak into your life. But how do we do this? Well, we got to move two verses earlier into verse, 30, or verse 5 of chapter 37. He says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. So how do we come to the place of resting in the Lord and waiting patiently for him? We've got to commit it all to him. We've got to lay it at his feet. We've got to trust him. Even when we can't comprehend, even when we can't wrap ourselves around it, that this includes your work, your family, your hobbies, your church, your sickness, your heartaches, your disappointments, your celebrations, whatever it is, you commit it all to him and then you sit back and you say, Lord, I'm just going to be still in your presence. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to rely upon you. I'm going to depend upon you. I'm going to trust in you. God, I don't know what to do, but Lord, all I can do in this moment is give it to you and I rest in you. God, I give it to you. Our fourth secret is this. We rest by reading. What? Yeah, look at this. Verse 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cut it between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Did you see how the author is describing the word of God? It's alive. It's powerful. It reveals the innermost parts of our lives, our thoughts, our desires, our hopes, our ambitions, our dreams. I'm going to challenge you today. We've got the map. We've got the direction. We've got the life-bringing source. But for some reason, we fail to make this a priority in our lives. We just sit it on the shelf. and In fact, most of us don't even carry it to church anymore because we've got it in our pocket on our phone. And pastors made us really lazy. He puts it on the screen. We don't need to bring our Bible. It's right there. Thanks, Stephen. That's, that's twice in the service. Good job, buddy. But did you know that, that we need this? Oh, and don't, don't misunderstand. I love having the Bible in my phone. I love being able to open it up at any moment at any time. I love being able to grab different translations and compare things and, and look at the original language. I love digging in deep when it's on my phone. I love that, but there's something about opening the Word of God. Amen. There's something about just reading and turning the pages and, and highlighting. Some of you are like, you writing your Bible? Yes. 
I write notes and I circle things and I highlight things and I have write down things I want to remember in here. Why? Because this brings me to that place of rest. This leads me to that moment of rest. This brings me to that place of truth and life and transformation and ultimate peace, which, by the way, the Bible says his peace surpasses our ability to perceive and even understand. It's all wrapped up in this book, this guidebook of life. It cuts away the junk that's kept you enslaved for many years. It brings power to those powerless moments. It brings life to the lifelessness. brings calmness to the chaos. So what do we have to do? We've got to allow that rest to take root inside of us. We've got to read it. We've got to digest it. We've got to listen to the word of God. We've got to study it. We've got to apply it. Then and only then will we find that place of rest in him. Finally, our fifth secret today. We rest by trusting. We rest by trusting. Verse 14 says it this way. So then, since we have a great high priest, that's Jesus, who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. One translation says it this way. Let us cling to him and never stop trusting. For me, it's the picture of the the little child that's clinging tightly to mom or dad's leg. Not for a moment letting go. Mom and dad can try walking across the room, but that little one is clinging tight to their leg. Or perhaps it's the same child that jumps into mom and dad's arms and just holds on tight without a worry, without a fear in their lives. In that moment, they realize there's comfort, there's protection, there's peace. There's rest. This kind of trust, that's what God wants us to have with him. Verse 16 says, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence. Let us receive that mercy and that grace in that time, in that moment of need. You see, because we have Jesus, we have reason enough to not allow the world to penetrate our lives. But according to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, we must guide our heart above all else. Why? Because he determines the course of our lives. We must be diligent in our pursuit. We must resist the urge to allow the world to guide us and direct us. We must allow the word of God to transform us from the inside out. So I challenge you today, Put your full trust in Jesus. Allow our good shepherd to lead you beside the still, quiet waters. See, we read that in Psalm chapter 23. And it says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. 
He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I wish I had the time this morning to unpack this scripture. There's so much depth there. But suffice it to say... There's a rest available today that moves us beyond the busyness, the chaos, and even the what of Christianity. There's a rest today that's a personal rest for you. I'm going to challenge you. Some of you need to make some adjustments in your schedule. Let me rephrase that. Some of us, some of us need to make some adjustments. We've got to find that place. Come to him. Allow him to bring you to that moment of rest in him. Would you pray with me? Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to you.